Hello and welcome to another episode of I Am Divine, the podcast. <laughs> this is the space where we awaken the divine badass within. Paul and I have been noticing a theme in our readings lately, which is why I'm so excited for this episode, which is centered around the topic that lies at the core of our well-being, the profound importance of self-love. I, like many others, have experienced this pattern, and I notice it quite often with my clients. It involves constantly prioritizing the needs of others, and by the end of the day, you end up feeling exhausted, and over time, this continuous cycle can lead to burnout, and that's why it's so important to carve out some time for yourself, and I'm talking about giving yourself some tender, loving care. <laughs> Whether it's taking quiet moments of reflection, engaging in activities that bring you joy, setting boundaries to protect your energy, or even celebrating your accomplishments, big or small. It's about listening to your intuition, understanding your desires, and actively choosing what aligns with your authentic self. So Paula, when we talk about self-love, what does self-love mean to you? Such a loaded question in some ways. Yeah. And it's interesting because if I had been asked that question, you know, 15 years ago to where I am now, I think there would be two different responses to that. Yeah. To me now, self-love is really accepting myself exactly as I am, recognizing that I'm made in the image that I'm made to be. I think mm -hmm. I struggled for the longest time, especially as a psychic medium where sometimes others are very judgmental and it's evil, it's of the devil, it's whatever. And for a long time, I got stuck in that. Oh, I can't say what I do. I have to hide it. I have to pretend, but I wasn't happy in me. Mm -hmm. So I make a joke, you know, I'm woman, hear me roar. I'm going to open my mouth. I'm not going to hide away. I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not any longer. So it isn't just, if you will, looking in the mirror and say, oh, I love you. But it's standing in the, as you said, authenticity of who you are, irregardless of anyone else's opinions. So that mm -hmm. was a big part of it for me. But the other part was just, as I love myself, I extend the love outward. You know, everything's energy. So when I feel good within myself, that's the energy that I bring into the table with everything that I do, with every person that I meet, with every place that I go. So that energy is being extended out. So for me, that's huge too, because that's mm -hmm. how we're going to change everything. Yeah, I agree. I find when it comes to self-love, it, it really is, it's about that acceptance, acceptance of you. And I think there's forgiveness that goes along with it as well, because we as a society are really hard on ourselves and we hold ourselves to a really high standard. And, you know, when we don't achieve those expectations that we put ourselves at, we can be mean, <laughs> like we can be mean to ourselves. And so it's about really just accepting who you are and understanding that you're trying your best and your best might change moment to moment, but you're doing your best and that's all you can do, right? Yeah. It's interesting because as you're talking, the first thing that came to mind too was, you know, we live in a world of social media. And it's like a competition. Everything's a competition or someone does something and everybody else is following suit. So again, I think it's so important not to look at comparing yourself to anybody else either. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, where we can fall down and begin to go into that place of depression within ourselves when we're trying to compare ourselves to somebody else. It's not what we're supposed to do. Well, I think too, also there's that point where we were brought up to not think of ourselves. We were brought up to put others first and make sure everybody else is taken care of before you. And so when you say self-love, or sometimes even when you see someone, you know, doing self-love, you could look at them as saying, you're selfish. 
look at those people. They're selfish. Look what they're doing for themselves. Like, I think there's a lot of judgment when it comes to people who do self-love. I definitely agree with that. I think we do do that. And that sense of guilt that comes within, because as you said, we've never been taught that it's always do unto everybody else except yourself. And one of the things my guide said to me a long time ago, they said, you are no better nor no worse than any other. You know, we are all on the same page. And, you know, it really isn't about allowing anyone to talk you down or, or, you know, look at that person over there, how they are. I mean, you can choose to do that. But again, what energy are you feeding? Mm -hmm. I think there's also that fear that it's kind of narcissistic. You know what I mean? But I think you bring up a good point. I mean, there is, you know, where is that balance in self-love? What actually is self-love? What do we consider self-love? I agree. So when we're thinking about, you know, self-love, I don't say positive and negative, but sometimes we may think that we're in the power of self-love, but we're actually not. We're in that ego. We're in that deeper part that says, look at me, I'm better than you. There can be a fine line, I think, between the two. So I think it really comes back to intention then. Mm -hmm. You know, is your intention to pour into yourself or is your intention, like you said, to feel better than somebody else? You know, so I guess that's where that narcissistic tendency would come in if it was there. But if you go into it with the intention of I'm pouring into myself so, you know, I can be the best version of myself. So that will, like you said in the beginning, outpour into the world. When I said ego, you know, we can be confident in ourselves and in self-love. And I think, again, a fine line, somebody else may have a different viewpoint. So that might be a check for ourselves to kind of go, okay, am I really in self-love or am I trying to, you know, am I in that ego trying to put myself out in a different way? And I think if we come back to the self-check and go, nope, you know, really, I'm I'm just taking care of me, we can push away those opinions of other people and go, you know, you're welcome to your opinion. I don't have to share it. I'm loving myself, yeah. you know, but making sure you kind of have that check and balance to go, hmm, am I really kind of here or am I really on that other side of the fence where I'm saying more from that ego, this is the way it is, you know what I mean? It can really shift really the definition of what self-love is. I was just going to say, as you were talking there, it really is a lesson to not concern yourself with what other people are thinking. It really is a lesson to say, I am pouring into me to feel good about me, to build myself up. And it's not about making myself better than anybody else. But if that's what they think, then that's their opinion. You know, and I think that that's part of the self-love. I'm, I'm hearing like movement. That's part of the self-love movement is to stop worrying about what others think of you and really just give back to yourself and put the focus on you in a loving way. Really, when it comes to self-love, I think the more we actually do pour into ourselves and begin to love ourselves, we actually do become that kind of person who wants to do more things for other people. Because you feel happier, because you feel confident in yourself, you start to act in such a different way that the things that used to, say, piss you off and you'd have resentment towards for having to do, you don't have those feelings anymore because your cup is filled and to do acts of kindness, to help out here, to do whatever it is, you then want to do that because it's not an obligation. It's because your cup's being filled with love. And so you want to spread that love even more. Yeah, most definitely. When you were talking, it reminded me of, I forget who said it, but what it was, was what others think of me is none of my business. Yeah. You know, everybody will always have an opinion. And we're so used to, as you said, living for everybody else and what their opinions are and trying to get validation from others. And I think when we come back to the self-love, we 
do stand in the truth of who we are. We're not seeking to hurt anyone outside of ourselves, but we're not going to step away from the integrity of who we are, no matter what anyone else says around us. I mean, this is only one aspect when we look about self-love. Yeah, you're right. So Kim, let's let's really think about this for a minute. When we talk about self-love, why do you think it's important for us to love ourselves? What are some reasons why we should do it? For myself, I think one of the biggest reasons I, like I said, I poured into myself is because and I feel like I might be repeating myself, but it helps me just mentally, physically, emotionally feel different. I am not as angry at the world as I was when I'm pouring into myself and doing the things that make me feel loved. I don't get as ticked off. I don't get as angry. And I find I have a different perception of the world around me. And I think that that really helps with my mental health because when you are caught up in those emotions and you don't feel like you're being seen, you don't feel like you're being heard, you don't feel loved, those feelings of anger and resentment and frustration and loneliness and all of those can kind of fuel you. But when you are pouring into yourself and making yourself feel loved, feel seen, feel heard, your perception is like, okay, well, I'm getting what I need. And you look at things through the lens of love. Yeah. And I would agree with that as well. I think it's really, really important. One of my limiting beliefs is I'm not worthy. So that self-esteem and that self-love was something I struggled with since I was a child, you know, because I was always stuck in this place of comparison. I never yeah. felt good enough. And when we talk about that, you know, everything being energy, if my emotions are always in that place of depression and worry and stress and that, then that's what I'm attracting to me when we think about the creative process versus laws and how we actually manifest. So it's it truly is not just within ourselves, but expands out. Mm -hmm. To me, it definitely has a direct impact on my well-being. So if I recognize that I'm in a place where my emotions are all over the board, I need to go and love myself. I'm going to go give myself a hug. I'm going to go do something for me. Maybe I'm going to dance around the room like a crazy person. But I'm going to just get back in that vibration of being like a child. Yeah. I find, too, that it builds up that confidence within you. And then when you feel confident about yourself, you act differently. Again, it goes back to you want to do those acts of kindness. You want to do things for others because you feel good. You feel confident in yourself that it just ripples out. And if we look at self-love and we think about relationships, you know, our friends, our family, our partners, you know, whatever that is, if I'm in a happy, good place myself, I'm not going to be trying to cut somebody else down. Yeah. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be open. I'm going to be listening. I'm going to be there to help if I so choose to help. So I think it truly does have a direct effect on the relationships that surround us as well, because if I'm always in that protective stage, then I'm going to be quite possibly lashing out at other people to make myself feel better. Mm -hmm. So it isn't just, I think, about ourselves. It really does impact all the relationships that we have in our lives as well. If we're in a good place, those relationships are going to be a hell of a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always bringing it back to ourselves, <laughs> but it makes you happier. Let's just face it. It makes you happier. And when you are happier and you treat yourself with kindness and you prioritize that well-being, you are more likely to experience happiness and joy and just really love your life not even love yourself love your life yeah and that impacts really every facet of our lives it does when we think about it at the end of the day again coming back to the teachings about everything's energy mm -hmm. so what do you think benefits of self-love are 
I think there are multiple benefits at the end of the day. And and I think one of them is, is again, we talked about the mental health. It's coming back to feeling more balanced in ourselves. It isn't about feeling like you're being pulled apart at the seams. And I think when those challenges do arise, we are in a state of calmness and love that we can tackle and deal with whatever it is we need to deal with. So if I'm always loving myself and I'm, you know, taking care of myself, I'm nurturing myself, I'm typically not going to go into a place of depression and anxiety and worry because I know who I am and I know the energy I want to put out. So I think it truly does have a direct effect on our emotions and our mental health. Mm -hmm. It really does. But it also helps, I think, with with that stress level of taking down that stress of really just bringing us out, like you said, bringing us out of that emotion so that you can see things more clearly and so that you're not feeling that anxiety or that stress all the time. Yeah, it's processes that we can do for ourselves that do have a direct effect. I mean, with all the stuff coming at us now at such a, a quick pace, again, it's very important. And it's, it's interesting because I never would have thought of all this as self-love. But when I sat down and thought about it and we were talking about the podcast, it's like it truly does impact so many different areas of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, one of the biggest things, because like I said, I was very low self-esteem and I would always put everybody above myself. Mm-hmm. And so for me, learning to see myself for who I am and what I tell myself now, as strange as it sounds, is I am not my body. I'm not my mind. I'm spirit. So what mm-hmm. I see in the mirror is just an illusion. The true essence of what I am is within. And coming back to our I am divine, I know who I am. So mm-hmm. it's begun to have a direct impact on my own self-esteem and how I look at things And maybe how others look at me too, because I'm not falling into the pitfalls of not feeling good enough anymore and comparing myself to other people. You know, I'm one of four, I have two sisters and I'm the middle sister. So even growing up, it was my older sister was blonde hair, blue eyes, tall, thin, my younger, you know, dark hair, same thing. So Mm. I felt like the ugly duckling Mm. and I felt stuck in that for the longest time. So it wasn't until I started doing more of my spiritual work and again, more recently, after taking the training we did as a spiritual practitioner and stuff and and understanding things more, how much that self-esteem comes from, it was from me, it wasn't from anything outside of myself, it was from me and how that self-love and how I treat myself has now changed so I feel happier. And we said, that's that, it's like the happy pill, right? Mm-hmm. I feel better in who I am. So it's had a huge impact for self-esteem for me. That's beautiful. When you start to love yourself, you see yourself the way others see you. Because if you were to ask your friends to kind of describe you or what they love about you, they would give you a laundry list of things, right? But again, we go back to we're so hard on ourselves. So when you actually start to pour into yourself and love yourself and do those little things, you begin to see the value. You begin to see your worthiness. You just want to start to do those nice things for yourself as much as you would want to do them for a friend. That's the confidence that comes with it. And that's the knowing of who you are is you begin to see those good qualities in yourself and you start to look at yourself in a new perception or in a new way. And it's just, it's beautiful. Another benefit again is coming back to that self-love on, I'm going to say the body image. You know, that was a big thing I struggled with the longest time. And I think this will be another podcast again where we can go into more detail but I know for myself, again, when I was younger, you know, I, I was, I had braces and I had glasses and I was chubby and I really didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. So I, I you know, that was a big struggle. So I didn't even like looking at myself in the mirror, things mm-hmm. like this. 
And I remember the first time I had a compliment from a then kind of suitor, someone who wanted to date me. And he, and he was telling me that I was beautiful and he'd give me a ride home from, from school. And I got out of the car and I went in and I cried and I was so angry because he was lying to me. I was that much in that space of not being able to see me. I could only see what was in the mirror. And, and I think by saying, seeing what's in the mirror, I think we can blow things out of proportion. Uh We see things more than what they are. Right. So it's, they're showing me like the fun house mirrors. Uh I'm going to go and look at all of a sudden I'm like this, this huge. And I got the ass, the size of a truck, you know, (laughs) and it may only be, you know, the size of a little beetle, if you will, but we don't see that. Mm-hmm. So I think when it comes back to self-love, again, this is a tool that's helped me to come back in to love my body. Am I there 100%? I can honestly say I'm not yet, but mm-hmm. I'm working on it. I still have that mental perception of being the the fat girl, the fat kid when I was young. So that's mm-hmm. still what I see, but that's what I'm now working on with that self-love to go, you know what? One, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If I'm healthy and I can take care of myself, it don't matter what my body looks like, right? Yeah. I'm confident in who I am, but it's really shifted on how I see myself. Yeah. And I think that that's so important. You know, it's, it comes back to that self-acceptance where it's like, you can say there's things you would want to change to improve your life or to improve your body so that you, you know, you feel more happy about it, but you don't have such a, a negative view of it and you don't want to attack it. It's like, okay, I'm noticing for what it is and I want to improve it and I'm going to work towards it. Not for anyone else, but for yourself. Perfectly said, yeah. I also find too is that relationships become so much better. Even friendships, romantic relationships, work relationships, because you're not taking everything so personally that happens. You know, if somebody says something, it's you're not taking it as criticism. You're taking it as, well, one, it could be their opinion. Two, it could be something to help you. Like you're not getting so offended by it, you know, yeah. when it comes to relationships. It could be someone having a bad day. They've said something yeah. frustration and anger, and you're just happened to be the outlet at the time. Mm-hmm. What do we do? We usually take it for ourselves. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you say, you know, it could be someone having a bad day is I find too, is that by this self-love, you're also able to set up those boundaries for yourself for when people are having a bad day. One, you don't take it personally, but two, you don't stand there and, you know, <laughs> get get your ass torn from you kind of thing. You set your boundaries and whether you walk away, whether you say, you know, now is not the time to talk about it, but you set those boundaries because you see, again, it comes back to that worthiness. You see the value in yourself and your worthiness. And it's like, you know you don't deserve to be treated a certain way or you know that you know you can see it as they are having a bad day and you can take action towards that yeah boundaries are so so important you know I think back my first marriage and it was abusive and when we come back to self-love if you love yourself enough you will never allow another person to treat you with disrespect or abuse you or whatever that is and I know sometimes it's a fine line and it's very hard because a lot of times I don't see those types of individuals but those types of relationships tend to prey on people that have low self-esteem because they will not stand up so one of the things that happened for me is as I started doing the self-love I kind of said do I see myself staying in this relationship of abuse Mm -hmm. And I had to step back and say, you know, really, I don't, I can't. It was a hard decision, hard to step out, but it really did set that boundary of, I will no longer accept this in my life. Mm -hmm. So it was really empowering to help me step out of that. But again, limiting beliefs, we know how we can continue to attract those types of things. And I did for quite a while. 
until I had to come back and say, you know what? I need to love myself more than how anyone else is going to treat me. Yeah. And that was when the boundaries really started coming up going, nope, I'm not going to allow that to happen, whether that's a mate relationship or even with family. Because mm -hmm. we can get pulled into that drama with family very easily and put into the guilt trips. But again, when we love ourselves and we recognize that, hey, well, maybe the issue that's going on is with them and isn't with me. You know, mm -hmm. I can stand in that and say, you know, I choose to spend time with you or I choose not to. And knowing it's okay to do so and to make that decision to, I use a term, how do I stay in peace and empowerment? Yeah. How do we do that? And sometimes that means loving yourself enough to set the boundaries and not just feeling like you're obligated to connect with everybody. It's interesting you say that because like I know being a mom for so many years, I I put my kids, not even put them first, I put what I thought they needed first. And I stayed in a relationship that I stayed in too long, thinking that I should stay there because it's better for my kids. When in the long run, it was actually setting a really bad example as to what a not a good relationship is. You know, so when you say it's about really deciding that you deserve better and making that decision. I can empathize with the moms who have been, I've been there and know what it's like when you're trying to put your kids, what you think your kids need first instead of yourself. But in the end, it's about the more you can pour into yourself and fill yourself up and do the things that are feel good for you. It's setting an example to your children of what self-love is, what good relationships are, what boundaries are. Like it literally encompasses the self-love. Yeah. Encompasses so many different areas. Yeah. So we've repeated the word self-love probably a million times in this and, you know, all the benefits of it. But when it comes down to it, it's like, what is self-love? And there are so many different ways that we can practice self-love. And one of the big ones, I think, is practicing self-compassion, is really being kind to yourself, especially during those challenging times, like, and especially when those limiting beliefs are coming forward. This is a time to really treat yourself with the same love and compassion and even understanding that you would towards a friend. I think that there's also setting those boundaries, learning to say no, learning learning to say no to the stuff you don't want to do and just establishing boundaries as to how you want to be treated. I think things like that are so important as well. What are some things that you do for your self-care? I know for me, some of the things that I would do is I'd get into my nice big corner tub with a, uh, a book and uh, some bubbles and turn on the jets and just chill, just be in there. It's like, leave me alone, away from the world. That's one of the things... For me, for self-love, sometimes we were talking about this earlier, social media. I put my phone on sleep, which is do not disturb, can't get through to me any way, shape or form. I had to learn to set boundaries even with clients because I'd have clients messaging me at 11, 12, 1, 2, 3 in the morning, yeah. you know, things like that. So I, I kind of go, well, here's the time I'm going to deal with, with clients, just like any other business. And here's the time that's for me. And I had to begin to kind of separate it or it was constantly on the phone answering messages and really not taking care of myself. You know, I'm in the middle of having a conversation with my husband or out for dinner. Oh, wait, I'm on my phone. I got to respond. So I don't even do that. If I like go out for dinner with my husband, something like that, my phone's to the side. You know, I'm going to love myself and love that relationship enough to be there, be a part of it. You know, how many times have I seen going out for dinner and I've seen people sitting across from each other and they're both faces in their phones. Yeah. Not talking, not nothing. And it's like, you know what? I don't want to go to that place. I need to love myself, my partner enough to have the respect for them to be present. Mm hmm. 
That's another thing I do for self-care. For me, it's jumping on my motorcycle. That's yeah. my self-love. That's leaving everything behind. You know, all the smells and the scents and the, the, the feeling, the wind is just, it's me in the moment. And it mm-hmm. blows what I call, blows out the cobwebs, leaves everything behind. Those are some of the things of what I do for myself. And a stranger, mm-hmm. I think cross-stitch is another one. Yeah. So I look forward to sitting in the evening when the dogs are quiet, my husband's gone to bed, and I just get to do something that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting pulled away. So I think it's important to have a hobby or have something that's yours as well that you can pour yourself into and just enjoy. Yeah, I agree. What are some things that you do for yourself, Kim? I think part of it too is there's that creative expression because like I love scrapbooking. (laughs) I am like, I love to scrapbook and go back through those memories and create these pages that are just, you know, make them look pretty so that you can go back into it and then even some nights just going back into the books that I've already created and going back into those memories and those good feelings. That's one of my loves. I love going for walks. There's something about just getting out, whether it's, you know, morning, night, like it doesn't matter. I love getting out in the fresh air, whether it's warm or freezing cold. I love going for a walk. My morning routine, I think, is my biggest way I show self-love because it involves everything that makes me feel my best. So I get an opportunity to journal. I, you know, I get an opportunity to let go of all the shit that isn't serving me. I get an opportunity to get clear on what I want to do. I get clear on what I want to manifest. I get into alignment with my divine self. That is so important to me. And then the meditation that goes with it. I also have included reading lately, like really focusing on reading 10 pages of a book because I'm finding that I really want to improve myself. I really want to be that best version of myself. And by reading it really, I don't know, it's just to me, that's self-love. It's doing something that is going to make me the the best version of myself I possibly can be. And again, it's not ego-based. It's coming from, I want to feel so fucking good that that goodness gets spread out throughout the world. And if I can do these little acts of kindness towards myself, if I can fill my own cup and say, I fucking love you, no matter what I'm doing that day, no matter what I look like that day, no matter what I'm feeling that day, if I can look in the mirror and be like, hey lady, I fucking love you. You're amazing. You've got this. That's self-love. And I want everybody to be able to feel what that feels like. And I know that you're the same way, Paula, is that this is our goal this year is to bring everybody into this love, into this alignment with their divine selves so that we can shift the energy of the world. Yeah, very true. It is so important for us to, to really do it. So, you know, I would send that challenge out to anyone listening to the podcast too. take this week. Think about what am I doing for myself this week, this day, this hour, you know, whatever that is for yourself and create some opportunities for self-care. If you're not doing it now, move into the self-care, move into that self-love and challenge yourself to do something for yourself, to take the time to honor yourself and to love yourself. Yeah. And remember that you're worth it. You are worth it. Whether it's two minutes or 20 minutes, you are worth it. And this brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us for our conversation on the importance of self-love. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of I Am Divine. And as always, thank you so much for listening. So until then, this is Paula. And Kim. And don't forget that you are a powerful I Am Divine badass.